You know, I have three guiding principles that I use when I'm starting a new program or starting a new strategy or kind of revamping an existing program. So the first one is listen very hard. The second one is customer value first. And the third one is educate and repeat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the State of Customer Storytelling podcast. The State of Customer Storytelling is brought to you by Testimonial Hero. Testimonial Hero helps over 350 B2B software marketers easily create stunning video testimonials that close deals faster. You can view examples and find out more at testimonialhero.com. Today on the show, we have a fantastic guest, Valeria Gomez, who heads up customer marketing programs at Airtable. Valeria, welcome to the show. Hi, Simon. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on here. And I want to just dive right in with a little bit of your backstory at you know, Airtable. You were the first customer marketer, I believe, at Airtable. You, know, you were hired to really bring that function alive. Yeah, tell tell us more about that. You know, you know, maybe you can just kind of tell the story. What was the sort of the mandate and, and, and the vision for that program? You know, take us back to that to that time. Yes, absolutely. So I joined Airtable over a little bit a year ago in August last year. So when I joined Airtable, we didn't really have a dedicated team to drive customer marketing and advocacy. So during my onboarding process, I met with different customers and cross-functional teams to try to really understand the state of our customer marketing and advocacy efforts. So early in life, I realized that we needed a cohesive and unified approach to engaging with our customers for activities across the company. And so that's when I decided to embark on this advocacy journey at our table. So my mission and my vision really has been centered around building relationship with our customers so you know starting off with thoughtful connections and i'm not really asking our customers to participate in any marketing activities at that point really instead i'm trying to really get to know them in a personal level and try to build that personal connection with them so i really want to provide space for them to be heard so they can share what is the top of their mind they can share what they're more interested in or most passionate about in their careers. And ultimately, really, for them to know that they have an additional resource at Airtable. So that's why I have been focusing and that's just how I'm trying to really build those relationships with our customers to really kind of fuel that customer marketing advocacy engine. That's fantastic. And, you know, one year into it, you know, how has that sort of, you know, vision changed over time if it has is is that um are there yeah i'd love to hear more like what are you thinking about right now as you sort of you know go into like year two you know and some one of our company values is customer first so we really embody that customer first value in every activity that we do internally so i'm trying to really amplify this value by empowering our internal teams to re really think really big because the success of our customers is really the job of each of us. So it should be also customer advocacy. So this vision has not really changed, but we are taking the long road to make sure we are taking the time to really provide a series of connections 
so we can then can offer engagement activities for our customers that they do align with our customers like willingness to share their success experiences and we all know that you know customer engagement is a very complicated matrix of different priorities across the organization for both your company and for your customers so with that i really try to put our customer interests and goals at the forefront of every opportunity that we do offer to them so that way we know that we are delivering value and we can work really as a one team to really understand the objectives of our customers so we can really tailor those engagement opportunities that then you will align to our joint goals. So but going back to like my vision has changed, I think my vision has kind of evolved into this collective uh, advocacy mindset. Mm. And this mindset is really helping us really maximize the unique value of each customer through this personalized engagement journey that we have available for them. When we really provide value, really focusing at the end of the day, really building those strong relationships for long-term engagement. Mm, I love that phrase, just like having that advocacy mindset, right? And, you know, I, I know, you know, we've talked before and I've heard you mention the importance of having that mindset across the whole company. You know, can you tell me a little bit more about that and like how I, I know you, you are very focused at Airtable to have this, you know, unified customer advocacy strategy, even, you know, across into other, you know, departments, right? Um, yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. Like, what what exactly do you mean by that? And, and why is that unified, you know, customer advocacy strategy and mindset so important? So, you know, the way that I see it, uh, advocacy mindset really puts maintaining great relationship with our customers at the heart of everything we do. And this is not just only beneficial for long-term marketing, but it's also beneficial because caring about our customer advocates in the companies that they use our product or our services should be really the fundamental value of any customer marketing professional or even like any customer facing role, right? So the goal of nurturing this relationship with the people not just the organizations, but the people in those organizations is really having this kind of unified customer advocacy strategy that we have been talking about. So we can be true partners to our customer advocates, both in the personal and in their kind of organizational success too. So, you know, going back to this unified customer advocacy vision, I think is becoming a unique hallmark to the way we embrace advocacy at Airtable. And Sam is never about winning or scoring or about leveraging. It's at the end of the day about being really helpful. And advocacy mindset ultimately is an act of generosity and kindness towards the customers we get the pleasure to work with every single day. So it is really in building our own partnership relationship with our customers that we get to amplify them, our customers, these people that are bringing better relationships to the business world. I love that. And, you know, you've mentioned that the importance of, you know, those relationships and, you know, building those relationships, getting to know that, you know, the customers building that personal connection. I'm curious, like, do you have any sort of tips or perspective or advice that you can share around, you know, how we can best go about that um, as, you know, marketers or, you know, as customer advocacy professionals, how do we, how do you start, you know, building those relationships? 
you know, be very curious. Most customers are willing to talk to you if you just really reach out about, hey, I want to learn about you. How do you use our products? Just kind of start providing that space for them so they can you can have those like a one-on-one connections, learn about them, just not go all marketing on them. Hey, I want to do that. We don't even get to know them, right? That's not how our relationships, even in our personal life, work. So you really take a bunch of different connections to be able to really build a relationship. So just think about what are going to be like those different connections that you're going to have in mind or you're planning to do so you can accomplish that, like how to build a long-term relationship. So for example, for us, when I started this job, um, we didn't really have those customer marketing relationship with our customers. So I decided to start building those like one-on-one intimate connections and just reach out to them. Want to learn about your story, how you're using our product, being very curious at that point. I did not ask them to join our uh, program or we didn't ask them to share their stories in any marketing activities, but more like, I want to learn about you. Just I'm here if you need to, right? And then you start building these kind of customer profiles. You start seeing, oh, this person had a lot of feedback. So then your role there is how do you kind of fuel that feedback into your organization? So more customers, you're going to say they are very excited, how passionate they are. And they even sometimes they say, I want to participate. How can I do this? And then you start kind of build, build, being that kind of human bridge because you can kind of take that role and it's just really a privilege because a lot of the customer facing teams are really focused on different priorities so i think for you to have really strong mark customer marketing foundation your priority is just finding space so you can build those connections and then you can start having those relationships Mm, yeah that's that's such a good tip and you know i love what you started with especially around like be curious right um and um, you also mentioned, you know, helping people participate, which I think is so crucial. And, you know, all, you know, customer marketers and, and marketing leaders want to get their customers to participate in, you know, customer stories, customer videos, you know, speaking events, you know, webinars. What have you learned around, you know, how to get customers to participate in, you know, how to sort of frame that ask or like how to go about kind of, you know, making those requests? Because, you know, I think some people are, you know, maybe have, you know, trouble with it. I know because it can feel like a lot to ask of a customer, but obviously, you know, a lot of people are, including yourself, are very successful with it. So like, I'd love to hear more. Yeah. How, how do you think about and pro- uh, go about getting customers to participate in the, especially those kind of marketing forward um, advocacy uh, activities? You know, when we start to be curious, we start asking the right questions. So when you start connecting with customers, you start understanding what they are more the most, most passionate about, right? Or how, what they do care the most about. So I think tailoring those opportunities to the person that you are really reaching out to it is very important to so be very you know personalize those requests so i know that i talked to a customer for example and this person you know is very techy he likes to have like these like how to guides and how to kind of build these educational resources but this person i also uh, found out during that conversation with this person that they don't really like to be on camera 
you know, they are really great just uh, just via email, but they don't want to just have one-on-one -on -one conversations in person or just right now, like on Zoom. So you start saying, okay, maybe that person doesn't like speaking opportunity as much, but we have these kind of other opportunities, for example, in the community where they, they can moderate or they can just share their tips. Oh, this person is very more suitable for more like a intimate um, setting. So again, when you start being curious and start kind of building those connections, you kind of start kind of building this, I want to say like this customer advocacy profile. And then you do know what these customers are more passionate about, right? So you can just tailor these activities that you have so they see it as a value add in the inter interaction. I have mm. a lot of customers saying it's like, I really, some of them are really vocal and they really want to, to really uh, boost their careers. And they see you as a partner and they say, I really want to just increase my you know, personal brand, for example. And then how do you as a customer marketing, I'm going to help with that. So then you can just start building these kind of opportunities for them kind of menu of opportunities of you wish to call it something uh, so they can pick, right? I don't believe about just asking a customer, just do this. I always like to give customers opportunities. So for example, when I learn about their stories, uh, when, I about, when I learn about like the whole journey, uh, I say, I'd say to them, you know, I think this is, this is the best way that we can tell your story. And I also give them two or three different opportunities. We give them a written story, a video, a webinar, uh, another event, and then they get to pick what they're most comfortable with. And, you know, and it works better. I mean, I, I am able to just really tweak things to make things work. So at the end of the day, it should be what the customer wants to participate in. Hmm. I, I love that. And I, I love the, this metaphor of, of the menu. You know, I think that is super, super helpful because often I know, you know, there's so many marketing metaphors that are very linear, like a funnel. And we can, you know, sometimes just kind of default to thinking, okay, like, you know, we're on this linear journey. Like first we get them to leave a review. Then we get them to participate in a video testimonial. Then we get them to like, you know, go on stage or something or webinar. And I, I love this, this different metaphor of like a more of like a self-service menu um, because it's such a good point. It's like, it's not a one size fits all approach. Yeah, I have done it like that too. It's like, oh, this is like my deal scenario. This is going to be our kind of advocacy funnel. This is the advocacy moments that I have available for our customers. And this is like kind of advocacy storytelling opportunities too. But no, everybody falls into this same category, right? So again, when you get to know the person, when you get to kind of build that relationship, you know what they want to do and you can ask them. Do you want to participate in this instead of just kind of following a template that it does not really work all the time? And I think that's what is going to set your program or your strategy or your vision to others. You know, mm. we already we work in technology. Everybody is asking probably the same customer to participate in your customer marketing activities. You know, I don't I can't. I can't account how many you know different softwares I use in my daily day just at work. Just guarantee if you are reaching out to your customer, somebody else is. So how do you kind of say yourself, your company, your program apart? How you're gonna add value to this customer that nobody else is giving them? Yeah, that's that's actually an interesting point that's <laughs> kind of new to the last five years of marketing, right? It's like 
you know, uh, especially in, in software and tech, it's like, yeah, you actually have to think about differentiating your customer advocacy program if you want the participation because, you know, we're all, you know, users of software too and we only have so much time in our day. We can't participate in every single customer advocacy program. So I, I, I really like that, yeah. And I guess tying it back to Airtable, what have you, on this, you know, differentiation, you know, in addition to, you know, thinking, you know, about the whole customer and, and building relationships and not, you know, making it one size fits all, like, is there anything else where, how you're thinking about, you know, this differentiating your program for the customer? You know, we're in a very privileged time that we can take, like, the lone road to make sure that, we are offering our customers the right opportunities. So we are just kind of starting small, testing different uh, messaging, really kind of opportunities. Um, no, sometimes not even call it anything, just just being very curious again, Sam, just asking them to participate, you know, very like formal. I know a lot of uh, companies, they right away, we need to sign this agreement if you want to participate in marketing activities. And no, we don't want to be like that. We want to just, for you to see us as a partner and you're seeing value, you know, you're using the product, you're already, you know, hopefully you're loving the product and that's why we are reaching out to you. So what else can we do, right? To kind of amplify the stories and, you know, these people are really changing the business world because they are going the extra mile. So we are taking, as I said, the long road because we want to make sure that our customers see us as true partners and it's an extension. Yeah, we want to see be, be seen as this kind of extension of customer-facing teams, you know, their uh, account teams, which we add value throughout the kind of, kind of customer journey. So we are thinking about how do we provide value even before we ask anything, right? So if we go to these little metrics that we kind of, we were discussing earlier, uh, like this funnel of advocacy, we do we do have certain like benefits or kind of value add that we want to provide each customer, each state, um, just because it makes sense, right? Because if they just start using the product and they just have been using the product within six months, probably they need more like learning, more educational resources versus a person that have been using the product for like about two years, right? They probably, they want more thought leadership uh, opportunities, right? So kind of seeing in what, where in the journey they are and kind of tailor those value add opportunities to them. Mm, yeah, I, I love that. And, you know, shifting gear to the customer kind of stories uh, specifically, I'm, I'm curious, you know, Airtable, you all have, you have a lot of great customers. Also, shout out to Airtable. I'm a big, yeah, we're a big Airtable <laughs> user at Testimonial Hero. I uh, love Airtable, um, highly recommend it. Um, but for, yeah, for customer stories, how do you think about, you know, balancing the sort of like, you know, the impressiveness of, you know, the the recognition of that big logo with also, you know, stories that are, you know, maybe just like, okay, not as much of a household name of a logo, but like have a really interesting story, right? Because I think that's, there's always sort of like that sort of like, balance or tension there to, to think about like yeah i'd love to know how do you think about that you know we are storytellers at heart and we have incredible talented storytellers at our air table so for us like the story has to be compelling the story has to have an essence but then most importantly it needs to really serve as an inspiration to other builders and creators uh, to all our customers really so people really need to relate to that story 
and most people do not relate to the story because of a logo. They relate to the story because they're facing similar challenges or they're really trying to solve a similar problem. So it's really about having a balance and understanding what is important to your audience, right? So for example, if you are creating a customer story uh, for your prospects, for example, for your sales teams to use during the sales cycle, what is important to them at that point, right? They are considering the product, you need to kind of provide a story that kind of showcase that. If you are just trying to increase awareness, what kind of story you should tell at that point in time? You know, I, I, I was thinking about these and, you know, when we, we are just scrolling Instagram in your personal <laughs> account and then you see this beautiful restaurant and these beautiful pictures of these delicious plates, right? And then you want to go there and then you go to the restaurant and then you order that dish that they kind of uh, promoted online. And then it is a beautiful plate. It's very creative. It's beautiful presented. And then you take the first bite and it's bland. Does it have a lot of flavors? And it's very disappointing because you went there because, you know, they sold you the play and it started with your eyes. This is beautiful, right? But then when you went kind of experiencing what was happening, like the plate and all the flavors, like, oh, they were not there. So how would you feel about it? If I give you a story with an amazing logo, like this marquee uh, customer, and then you start reading the story and they're like, but there is no essence. There is no flavor. Where is like the whole, like the beginning, the middle and the end. I don't relate to it, right? So it is all about balance. You know, logos are important. I think uh, logos are important because every company is trying to, you know, prove in some way that uh, your product or your service really um, can support big companies, big enterprise companies, because they're very complex. Um, so having like, you know, at that point, sometimes you don't need a customer story with that logo. But maybe you can say this customer uses the product if there is not so much like essence as I want to say. Mm, yeah, no, that, that's such a good point. And, you know, ultimately, I think, yeah, it's, it, it's also, you know, valuable to have like the similar persona, right? Like regardless of what, you know, the company logo is or not, like if I'm a, you know, product marketing director, like I would rather hear from another product marketing director regardless of what logo you know the company is and then hear from like a you know a you know it leader in a, in a great you know logo right so there's that i think definitely you know makes sense and and actually well while we're talking about personas yeah i mean i know um at airtable you you're, you focus a lot on the the human aspect of the story you know where do personas kind of fit into that as well like if, you know, how, how do you think about them? Or maybe, you know, it, it, you, you don't as much like, yeah, how do you think about like the kind of like, okay, like, here's the persona. Do you like, do you guys think about, okay, we have like these personas for like these level products, like we need more stories? Or is it that like a little too, I guess, like tactical and you, you, you're able to like go the, like, like, take the long road, tell more, you know, human, you know, expansive stories, you know? You know, we want to really uncover stories of transformation. Mm. And with that, we really are putting everyday hero or our customers really at the center of these stories. These people that whose creativity and tenacity are helping the organization discover a better way of working. 
so we really want to tell stories that really focus on that aspect, but also like we understand that there is a human behind, you know, that team and that team, there is a, a company. So being able to tell the story that somebody can relate. So to your point, you know, we have like different teams uh, using our product for different like kind of use cases. So if we take, for example, customer marketers, so that could be a use case for us. What do, how do they need to use our product, right? So they need, for, for example, they need to track how to produce customer stories, right? So at that point, if you kind of match their same use case, because there are so many kind of other teams creating content, right? So if you can match that, uh, also if you are trying to focus on your product and if the product organization, so for example, they are building software or building a product at the end, creating like releases. So there is like so many components to it. So yeah, you do need to relate to that story. You need to be able to tell the story that resonate with you but also like focusing on that human aspect to it because we really want to amplify the people that they are using the product and they're trying to solve a problem in their day-to-day lives. Mm, yeah. I, lo- I love that. Like and amplify the people, like it's so easy to forget that, you know, we're in B2B, but like people buy products, not companies at the end of the day, right? So I love that amplify the people and you know, tell the story of transformation. I think that's such a good way to put it. Like at the end of the day, like all, you know, potential, you know, buyers uh, are, you know, they want to achieve a transformation. Like that's what they're hoping to get. And um, yeah, that's, that's such a powerful way to put it. What tips, you know, would you share for someone who is in, you know, maybe the earlier days of starting their, you know, customer marketing and advocacy function, yeah, I'd lo- you know, what advice or perspective would you share for them? You've done it, I think, a couple times now, obviously, most recently at Airtable. And, and before that, you were uh, with Zendesk. Yeah, I'd love to just, you know, get you to share more, any more tips from your perspective. You know, I have three guiding principles that I use when I'm starting a new program, or starting a new strategy, or kind of revamping an existing program. So the first one is listen very hard. The second one is customer value first. And the third one is educate and repeat. So around listen very hard, we know that every organization has different priorities, right? So when we come to this new organization, we can be very curious. You could be like a wine canvas and then start kind of getting to know those different organizations. You need to have the ability to discover what is important and what is not. So that's very first. Kind of gather feedback along the way before you even make any recommendations. So have a, a strong point of view. Sometimes it's kind of easy to just use what has worked for you in the past. But every organization is very different. Everybody's trying to solve for different problems. So trying to really understand what are the priorities. Really, how can you focus on something now? Like those queen wins, right? Uh, gather the feedback, just kind of bounce ideas around and then really see how your initiatives or how you're thinking about your pro- uh, your program or your strategy is going to support everybody else's goals. That's number one. Around customer value first, you know, we are all here in the business of building those relationships with customers. So really develop programs to gain deep customer empathy. How do you do that, right? So I say for me, I want to build those connections. I want to have that personal relationship with our customers. So think about 
how does it look that for you, for your company, right? So it's start to incorporate kind of customer value throughout the whole customer journey, right? How you as a customer marketing can provide value to the customers and also all the uh, customer facing teams can see that you are also providing value and then it's easy for them to connect you with your customers and then focus on customer relationships that should be really the ultimate goal when you are in a customer marketing position and finally but not least educate and repeat you know really empower all your internal teams with the right content at the right time and when i talk about content i'm not just talking about customer proof points just really like all the information that they need to do their jobs why is the mission of your of your of your program who are you how they can connect with you how can you help them right just before anything there just be there i'm here to help you and start to enable them continuously i mean i think i have seen that that mistake that people just do it once in a year or once in a lifetime it just and then people forget about you. I mean, we are onboarding new team members all the time. Everybody is really providing them a lot of information all the time. There is a lot of noise right now, especially if you are in a hybrid work or just remotely where everything is like online, Slack, email, whatever other technology that you use. So you are really competing at that point for this hybrid real estate. So really enable them constantly and repetition is the key. You don't remember when you don't hear something several times. So, you know, that also applies at work and just kind of provide the opportunity and open kind of line of feedback. You know, the customer facing teams have a direct line to your customers. They know when they're going through problems where they're thriving with the product, with the organization. They can give you a lot of details that sometimes you don't have. So kind of working together, kind of filling those gaps is very important. So as I said, you know, the three guiding principles, listen very hard, customer value first and educate, repeat. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you distilled them down to like three awesome principles there. Yeah, especially, you know, customer value first. You know, that I think has been a real reoccurring theme in this conversation. And and I want to kind of, underscore something you said there, which was like, when you lead with customer value first, you make it really easy for the rest of your customer facing team to feel comfortable and confident, you know, introducing you and making those connections, right? Which makes a, a ton of sense. But I think a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we've, you know, there are situations where like, I, as marketers, we're like, wait, like, you know, we, we want like to, you know, get closer to the customers, but, you know, maybe customer success or account management is, you know, hesitant to like bring us in. And like, it just, ideally it's like, that should never be the case because they see um, you're only going to add value, which helps them and helps them their goals as well. Yeah. Like when you start being curious again, not just with your customer, but also with other teams kind of understanding what their priorities, what are the areas of focus in that particular quarter. I bet like in every organization, your area of focus changes dramatically quarter to quarter. So be curious, just ask, why are you up to this, this quarter? How can I help you? Uh, especially with your uh, sales organization and your success um, organization, right? How can mm. I help you just go to, you know, score that deal or expand or how can I help you to build a better relationship with your with your customers especially from the customer success um, point of view 
they a lot of them they have so many customers and it's so difficult for them to really spend the extra minutes to get to know their customers but you know customer marketing can help with that uh, so just kind of say how can I, i'm here how can i help hmm. and then just become good listeners just be good friends to them because it's a, again a relationship relationship when i get like connections and relationship is not just only with your customers but that also applies to uh, your internal teams right so sometimes we don't get to see our our co-workers for a very long time so how can you have like those little connections i mean just don't reach out to them when you have something to ask for them you know you know hey i need a customer for these please nominate or please send them our way no just check up on them hi how are you doing how can i help <laughs> i think you know that's part of how i like to do customer marketing is just to kind of be again this human component and if we just kind of translate that to our personal lives we check up we check in in our with our friends right we send the text message to say hi how are you oh hey i want to grab coffee with you even before you ask for a favor right if you ever need it yeah i, I love that I after this this podcast interview, I will probably go and check in with a few of my friends that just made me realize, oh, I haven't checked in with them uh, enough recently. But no, I, I love that. Um, it's such a good advice and on so many levels. And flipping back to the kind of different mediums of kind of customer stories and, and customer content, I'm curious, like, how do you at Airtable and, and you yourself, you know, think about, you know, the different sort of you know, mediums of kind of getting these customer stories told, such as, you know, video testimonials, you know, review sites obviously are becoming, you know, over the past couple of years have been become a really, you know, big player. And, uh, and, and of course, like the more like traditional, you know, written case studies and anything else in there as well, right? Like maybe it's like speaking slots or, or webinar appearances. I'm curious, yeah, how do you think about all of those different, you know, mediums, um, you know, for kind of, you know, get capturing and, and sharing those customer stories and telling those stories of transformation. So, you know, we are all trying to tell stories that inspire and educate a wide variety of audiences, right? So I think each format is unique and has different characteristics and it has different uses too. So we need to start by defining what, you know, to your point, what makes a written story, what makes a third party review and what makes a customer video, right? What are like the components to each of them? So for example, let's start with the third party reviews because that's one of the formats that we as a customer marketers or even as a company, we really don't have a lot of control on because your customers freely most often go to these third party sites to provide feedback. And these tend to be oh, a little bit more casual, right? But also reflect the experience of your customer with your product or your service or sometimes with your company at that point in time right like i want to write a review and it's happening right now right so it is that point in time how they feel about you they are great because they give you know a, a high level review of you know if your product delivers what you're supposed to deliver is the customer service friendly they you know they're they available for you where how is like the cost the company culture and why not but i also think they lack a lot of context but and they do not really paint a whole picture right of the whole customer story because it's that kind of point in time exactly when we go we kind of translate i like to translate things to our personal life because we want to relate so when we go to yelp and you know we want to kind of review this restaurant most often people just provide reviews when they have a bad, bad experience 
and sometimes that's not fair and it's just at that point in time right so it doesn't really provide the whole picture and sometimes you would really hear really happy reviews but then they cannot review every single plate of the <laughs> of the menu they cannot really review every single a person in the staff so it just really brief as i say it really lacks a lot of context so we move on kind of in the written stories and customer videos and you know everybody and every company does customer storytelling very differently so i can tell you how we think about it so for example before we even decide to produce a written story uh, or a customer video we want to learn about the story, right? It starts with that basic initial connection. So we want to learn about the customer. What, what is their story? And from there, we just really go to this kind of drawing board to really define the story that we want to tell. Starting obviously with some basic principles, such as how we are going to, to define the story, how we're going to showcase the customer, what is the kind of information that this customer story has to have, what do we need to include so our audience can relate to the story, and what is going to be kind of the transformation piece of it. So when we have the, this kind of clear picture of the whole story we want to tell, when then we decide on the format, right? Is it a written story or a multimedia asset? So having that clear picture from the beginning really helps us offer the right opportunity to our customers to make sure each piece of content that we produce really goes the extra miles, kind of going back to providing the customer like the opportunity to choose how they want to share their story. Uh, and then when we know the story we want to tell, now we know how we're going to tell the story, we need to define how this story to, is going to be amplified, right? You cannot just have a story just sitting around, but how you're going to amplify that, how you're going to promote it, how it's going to be like a promotion strategy, where it's going that to be included in all your marketing like, uh, collateral and why not? Um, so that's kind of the different steps that we kind of uh, take. And I personally love customer videos because you can see the person, you can put a face to a name and you can just, you can tell a story that no a written story can tell when there is a video. But also a written story can have so much information that you can extract pieces to it and create different sort of different stories, right? It could be like a little book. So I think they complement both really well. If I could, I would do both all the time for every single customer. But again, it comes down to what the customer is more comfortable with and how they want to share their story. Is their story? So you need to really kind of allow them to choose how they want to to share it. Mm, yeah, that's uh, such a good point, and um, I I really like that you brought up um you know your love for you know customer video because i agree like the you get to see the feel the emotion you know behind the person and and see their eyes light up and see them smile it's so powerful and you know you can also usually take the transcript of that you know of that video interview and you know create that you know written story as well in, in many cases uh, but yeah that i love that um as we're wrapping up here, uh, Valeria, anything else that you wanted to add that I didn't touch on? You know, anything else uh, about you know customer stories, customer advocacy, uh, or anything at all? You know, I want to end to just saying that being your customer biggest advocate, right? We are in a privileged situation to create opportunities to connect with our customers to truly learn what they are most passionate about. So allow them to leave the conversation. And, uh, you know, as I see customer 
advocacy is truly this act of building and nurturing those relationships with your customers. And the work that we do in customer advocacy, it really complements really well the work that the rest of our organizations uh, are doing. And it makes it easier for our brand, for, for your company to really build those relationships with even new customers because they see how these existing customers are being treated really well. So it can kind of allows them to to have those new customers too. And, you know, bringing customers closer to your organization really kind of provides the opportunity to gather feedback at new ideas and customers, especially our customer advocates, really bring a fresh perspective perspective on things that are happening, right? They can really provide insights into, you know, the changing world of the industry, what is happening at work, like the way that they're working, how they're thinking about the initiatives, right? This is a lot of context and perspectives that we do not have. But when we start kind of creating those connections with them, we are able to learn about it. And, you know, I like always to say that our customer advocates are really the people that are changing the business world. They are going the extra mile to really promote their work not just because it's beneficial for them, but also I, I believe they want everybody just to be successful too. So kind of take those ideas, take the time to build those relationships with your customers and remember to always be your customers' biggest advocates. Push back on your organizations when they are over asking, when they are providing an opportunity that does not add value to your customer. That's your job. And then your customers will really thank you and really appreciate that kind of kindness that you are providing them that is i love that and that might have to be the title of this episode (laughs) how to be your customer's biggest advocate uh that that's such a such a great you know just synopsis i think of so many of the themes that we we hit on well this has been fantastic valeria where can our listeners uh go to you know if they want to follow you connect with you or uh, check out airtable Absolutely. So they can check up on Airtable at Airtable.com. I'm also on LinkedIn slash Vivi Gomez. And, you know, I'm very available all the time. So looking forward to connecting with all of you. Fantastic. Well, we'll have to have you on again to a round two sometime. This was a great conversation. Please do. I mean, we, we I wish we had more time. This is amazing. Thank you so much, Sam. I'm looking forward to more comment conversations moving forward. Alrighty, folks, that was another great episode of the State of Customer Storytelling featuring Valeria Gomez. So many really great highlights there. A couple of my favorite takeaways, um, hearing about you know, uh, Valeria's time you know, building that uh, customer marketing program at Airtable, the emphasis on you know, building relationships, you know, being curious, um, you know, such a good you know, piece of advice perspective is just, you know, be curious. We also talked about the importance of helping people um, participate in, you know, advocacy activities and tailoring those opportunities, you know, based on, you know, what is a best fit, you know, for that person, uh, not a one size fits all thing. You know, we can, it doesn't have to be this uh, linear model that, you know, maybe we're used to. It's really, you know, ideally like the metaphor and the opportunity is more like a menu, uh, not a funnel. And, and um, we also brought up a really interesting point about the need to differentiate your customer advocacy program that if you can kind of go the extra mile and don't take shortcuts, you know, it, it's not crowded, right? As the saying goes, like, you know, if you put in the extra mile, it's not crowded and just kind of very inspirational to see what Valeria has done here 
uh, and what she's done at Airtable. Um, another uh, really key point that I resonated with is, you know, people don't relate to stories just for the logo. That was a really good, um, you know, point and reminder. We talked about stories of transformation, um, you know, amplifying the people in the stories. And then, of course, we had the top, you know, three principles, uh, listen very hard, customer value first, and then educate and repeat. Really, really good, you know, pillars there for anyone who is, you know, in uh, either their early days or really in any days of building out their, their customer marketing and advocacy function. We also finished it up talking uh, the differences between you know, third-party reviews and written stories and customer videos and how to you know, think about uh, them. Uh, but you know, going back to some of the previous points is like understanding what type of story it is first before you know, we decide you know, on the format, right? And then um, you know, once uh, you know, figure out what the story is, of course, you know, making sure that we amplify it. And last but not least, um, uh, another really you know quotable moment in this episode. You know, be your customer's biggest advocate. How can we expect our customers to advocate for us if we're not our customers' biggest advocate? So I, I absolutely love that. This has been uh, the state of customer storytelling. I'm your host, Sam Shepler, and we'll see you in the next episode.